Welcome back inside the Three Guys Park Bench Podcast. On this week's episode, we're talking Memorial Day weekend. We're also going to be talking some Game of Thrones nostalgia. It was my turn for the centerpiece this week. So for my inaugural centerpiece, I'm going to be rolling out with the one, the only, I am Mike Tyson. We're going to get an inside look on James and Laugh, get their inside takes on this legendary boxer and his legendary career. Uh, on this episode, of course, we're also going to be doing the Three Guys Pick'em, a.k.a. Bank Robbery Squad. We're all going to be picking our three top two, three guys to do the bank robbery with. It's all coming up right here, right now. we got coming up right now well key, well james um got a lot coming up obviously we got two smaller topics then we got your centerpiece on mike tyson so we're going to start off with memorial day weekend currently raining right here on long island right now but we still got two days so we're going to be talking about some beers some hot dogs some actual dogs the beach you name it we got it hopefully Second topic, we're going to be uh, touching on some Game of Thrones nostalgia. I know uh, you and James really into the Game of Thrones life. Maybe not. Don't so want much. it. <laughs> Maybe not so much the season eight. Uh, then we're doing our three guys pick 'em, which, like you mentioned, Rocky, robbing a bank. So the rules for three guys pick 'em when you rob a bank, uh, you're included. So it's four guys robbing a bank. You pick the other three, um, and then maybe our listeners can tell us which uh, squad has the best chance. And then finally, we're gonna. Get a quick story from me, because I had some guys come over, fix my lights. Uh, it didn't go well. And then, yeah, that'll wrap up the episode. James, uh, what are you thinking about for uh, the three guys picking? You think that uh, you think we got a oh, good one this week? I'm, I have the murderer's row of robbing a bank. I, it's absolutely, <laughs> it's fantastic. Um, I'm really excited to uh, go through it. I, I really try to, you know, put my time in on these bad boys. You know, I want to make sure that they, and I, I like, I have a breakdown for each one. So there's my logic there as well. I could see you with a, a bunch of notes, a bunch of like interviews, you know, you like Tom. had like a job interview for the, for the role of robbing a bank. So I'm excited. A lot of tech savvy people. <laughs> no, you'd be shocked actually. No, nah, not really. No, nah, no. Nah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. A lot, lot of brute force. <laughs> oh God. <laughs> we might not get away with it. Run over a wall or some shit. Oh, man. All right, guys. Let's get into it. Memorial Day weekends this weekend. I know we're in coronavirus. It's not quite the same. But with that being said, you guys got any plans for this weekend? What do we got going on? Well, uh, I just bought about $200 worth of beach passes for everybody to come down to Long Beach, be it this weekend, be it over the summer. So I'm hoping that we can hang out underneath my umbrella, you know, lather up the sunscreen, you know, kind of do all that. Uh, I'm excited to use um, the new cooler I bought, uh, which is not a Yeti. It's not the one that you were trying to get, Ralki. I still think it gets the job done. It it can fit up to 30 beers um, and it lasts for like eight hours. So I was like, you know what, Jeff Bezos, you know, you're you're fondling me again. I'm going to pull a trigger on it. And it worked out last weekend. Um, so, yeah, I'm really looking forward to just getting burnt on the beach. How about you guys? <laughs> well, you know me, man. I like great. my bougie-ass coolers. I like, I like my, you know, 
<laughs> you want to spend the money on the Yeti or you want to get the Arctic, you can't go wrong. It's nothing like keeping beers, you know, ice cold for four weeks in a cooler. That's what you need. Shout out to the boys with the ice retention. You know, you need good ice retention in your coolers. Need it. Uh, because you're looking though, for opportunities to bring it out. Oh, absolutely. You look for Any opportunities to bring that out. Yo, yo, I'm like, oh, know, we're drinking in the backyard. Know. You're big dick swinging when you show up with that Yeti cooler. Like, oh, yeah. Yo, you need a mobile refrigerator? I got you. You got to get stickers on that bad boy, though. You have no stickers on that. I know I don't have any stickers on it. It's, it's too nice. I can't, Why get a Yeti? I can't defile my Yeti just yet. If it gets a little more beaten up and it gets more you know, wear and tear, I'll put a sticker on it. I'll probably oh, put a God. sticker on there. You're into that uh, natural beauty. You don't like the tattoos. Uh, not on the Yeti, but I do like the tattoos on other things. Oh, oh. <laughs> <laughs> well, Nick, you dog, you. I love the prowl. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, man, I mean, I don't really got much planned for this weekend. I, uh, I'm going to go like, a 21st birthday barbecue for a good family friend. I feel so bad. It's this girl's 21st birthday, and she can't even have a party or do anything crazy. So we're going to have some beers in the backyard, grill a little bit. Uh, yesterday I went on a nice bike ride. Bike path, uh, Beth Page path. It was a beautiful day. Then I went back, crushed some beers, had some burgers. Stellar day. What about you, James? What you got going on? You know, not much. I was looking to day drink a couple of days. Uh, so far, today it's raining, which is not great, you know, which is kind of just a little great. aggravating. And here's my other question Is the air show happening this like, at no, all? No shot. No, that, was that canceled yeah. too? It's such a shame, man. That's something I always look forward to, you know, because we're well, close enough. They're not to even it. opening the beaches, everybody. The beaches are closed. Yeah. yeah. Well, that's why I do think the beach passes for laugh. That was a great move because you're going to be at the beach a lot more, you know, just because a lot of things are going to be closed, bars, restaurants for, you know, probably quite some time. So I don't know. I'd spend a ton of time on the beach. I think everyone's going to be doing that. So I think that getting all those passes were worth the bang for your buck in that sense, you know? It was like a drug deal getting all these passes for everybody. I mean, like you're walking up and you're you're like, oh, like, uh, can I can I get six passes? Like, uh, totally believable that I have four small children in my house and they're just giving it out like it's candy. Like they don't care. They're gonna make profit off of it. So, yeah, I left it uh, somewhere for the the people to come pick up their their drugs, their uh, their uh, beach passes. passes. That is <laughs> passes. So yeah, passes. So yeah, I'm looking forward to it. Yeah, LaFay, you got seven baby mamas. You need to be able to give all their kids a beach pass. <laughs> yeah. Hey, there you go. No lifeguards, though, so you got to be careful. So, yo, that was my question. Are they being hardos, and are they letting you guys go in the water at all? Because, like, I, if I go in the water, I have to – if I go to the beach, I have to go in the water. I can't just yeah. sit there on the sand all day. I feel that. I don't, I don't think that they're letting us in the water yet. I just don't know if they have enough lifeguards. That, that could change this weekend because it is Memorial Day weekend. So maybe there might have like a couple lifeguards on duty. But what yeah. I'm kind of afraid of is that are they going to say, oh, the beach is at capacity at like 10 a.m. And like, oh, you can't leave until other people walk out. You know, like you go food yeah. shopping sometimes. You have the line outside. It's like you're going to a college bar that's overcrowded. You have to wait for the person to come out before you go in. Yeah. I'm wondering if that's going to be the same thing for the beach. Yeah, that'd be interesting. I mean, it's definitely it's definitely a hot take for sure with everything that they're doing. There's no way of knowing what really what's going to work and what's not going to work. So, I mean, I like I said, I got to be able to swim if I'm going there. And, you know, and you spend all these money on passes. You know, you want to be able to go to the oh, beach. Yeah. Like, Are lifeguards going to totally save good. you? Like, if you're drowning, like, I, like, I know, and that's a dumb – that could be a dumb question, but, like, 
<laughs> like, what's the deal with that? Since social distancing, like, yo, you see a dude drowning, you're just like, yo, man, six feet away. Well, like, no, just that's like, why they might around. not let people swim is because is one, there's gonna be no lifeguards on duty, and two, like the lifeguards, like you, being a lifeguard, you have to go get somebody if they're drowning, yeah. and it's not like you're just like here, let me throw you a rope. Like, no, you're like literally grabbing him and manhandling him and dragging him back to the sand. Like, yeah, yeah. straight up. That's like, I don't know how that's going to work. And you, you being a lifeguard, obviously, that's a good take. Like, you know, you lifeguard over the summer. What would you do? I mean, you're, you get obviously very close to the person. There's, no, there's, no there's no way. There's no way. I mean, yeah. I think the town already announced that they're not going to have the pools open this summer. Yeah, which is pretty wild. The county hasn't made that announcement yet, but the town has. Just kind of to add on too, like if you see someone drowning, maybe they're not like dying yet or like under yet, but just like I was on the beach last summer and I think I told you guys this story where I'm just sitting there like reading a book. I'm working East End Volleyball, so I'm not doing anything for four hours. And all of a sudden you just hear, (laughs) (laughs) and I'm like, what? So I start like giggling a little bit. And then you hear a flock of people start walking slowly towards the water. And I'm like, oh shit, someone's going under. <laughs> like people are jumping in, like swimming, trying to get this lady. She was all safe at the end of the day, but it was like a nerve wracking like 20 minutes. Cause originally I was laughing at this lady screaming. Yeah. I thought she was just playing in the water. And it yeah. turns out the lady's drowning. So I was like, my heart was like beating out of my chest so it, it's scary i give a lot of props to lifeguards for the for the job because yeah. it's nerve-wracking sometimes oh yeah dude I, that would be my bitch ass if i was like drowning in the water dude i'd have like noodle arms going nuts screaming <laughs> probably very similar if i have to give anybody any words of advice when it comes to going to a pool or the ocean if you can't swim don't go in the fucking water <laughs> like I, didn't, I don't know how crazy of a concept that is. Like, go knees deep. Go somewhere where you can stand. Don't go shoulders neck deep if you can't fucking swim. Like, when did, like, when did we all lose our common sense with that one? Like, I, I just, I'll, take never, the heat. I'll never understand. Stay out the kitchen. Yeah, really. If you can't, like I said, if you can't swim, don't go in the fucking water. Jesus Christ. That must make your job so much fun. You must love people that can't swim. Dude, people, I swear, they get dumber and dumber as the days go on. Like, they're jumping in, like, in pools they can't swim in. I, I've, I've had parents literally, like, say to me, like, hey, like, I'm going to go to the other side of the pool. You, you mind watching my kid for me? Like, I'm a fucking stranger. You're going to leave your child with me? Are you out of your mind? Hey, but like, you're a certified stranger. I'm gone in 10 minutes. <laughs> like, like, I'm not staying here. Like, I got other shit to do. You're not watching your fucking kid for you. Do I look like a babysitter? Come on, man. It's, hopefully it's, you don't have to, hopefully you don't get called this Memorial Day weekend, you know, to go someone's <laughs> life. Yeah, honestly, I don't think, I don't think anything's happening. I'm surprised I'm still getting paid. It's pretty miraculous to tell you the truth. I, I don't That's know how the hell it's going on. Can't I, be I, have, I have no idea. No idea at all. You know, it would have been great uh, this Memorial Day weekend that I was looking forward to because originally I thought there was going to be a lot of baseball. I was looking to the, uh, to do the non beers, nine hot dogs, nine innings challenge. Don't tempt me with the I know, good time. I know. I God almost want to throw on a rerun tomorrow of a baseball you could game. Watch I don't Korean care. baseball. <laughs> I, you know what? Honestly, I'm not against it at this point. I'm not against it. Like I, I yeah. think that's just worth it. It's something. Dude, the nine 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 is. I have to do that challenge. You know, what? let's lock in the nine 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 this weekend sometime. Absolutely. I think we should do it. 
Can we, can we tell the listeners, uh, can we tell the listeners what the 999 challenge is for those who don't know? So, yeah, the 999, like James is alluding to, is it's, it's, a, it's a drinking and eating challenge. So you're watching a game of baseball at your house, right? And basically the premise of it is you have to eat nine hot dogs and drink nine beers by the time the nine innings of baseball is over. So you can go at your own clip of how fast you want to go, but – the game ends, you got to be done, and that's the challenge. And, and I, I imagine just hammering nine hot dogs and nine beers. Whew, you're going to be hating yourself the next day. It's a lot of starch, a lot of carbs right there. That's, that's tough. Yeah. Let's just say the boom-booms are going to be pretty rough the next day, honestly. Oh, yeah. Yeah, oh, God. God. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. We need if – only, if only we could have a normal barbecue this weekend, man. Play some beer ball, get after it. Can't beat it. Yeah. You know what else you really can't beat? Um, oh, absolutely. We're about a year, a year removed from watching Game of Thrones season eight. So you guys are probably two of the biggest uh, fans of Game of Thrones. I'm probably the third biggest fan out of us three. Um, I guess let's start with James. James, what's the feeling a year later? Has, has your uh, opinion changed? I just got myself to be able to watch the first three episodes of season eight. I still haven't watched four, six, or uh, I mean four, five, or six. I just didn't like the ending. And by the way, people, spoilers. If you haven't seen Game of Thrones, I recommend fast forwarding because I'm going to give my brutally honest opinion of it, and I'm going to spoil everything. But yeah, <laughs> dude. I, I, honestly, I didn't like John's ending. I thought John got robbed. I thought Danny got robbed. I thought Bran had everything handed to him. Um, I feel like they rushed it. I knew the directors, you know, wanted to shoot. They got the offer to do Avengers, I think. Was Endgame. It, it was Endgame, yeah. yeah. Which, is, um, which is like, you know, you're a director. And Star Wars. And, and Star Wars. And, and they are fantastic uh, writers. I, the writers, not directors. They're, they're amazing. Um, and I give them all the credit, and they deserve all the good things that are coming their way because they did a phenomenal job with season one to seven. Um, but they rushed it. There should have been more time. I think fans, like, realize that down the line. Uh, you know, and I just wanted more out of it. I think you wait and you invest that much time into a TV show, and to see them completely change the character arc of some of your favorite people, it, it takes away from the show. And I know me and Nick, uh, you know, talk about this all the time. Like, I'll call Nick, like, randomly throughout the year. I called him multiple times throughout the year, and I would just be like, Nick, I just hated the ending. Like, I still can't get over it. <laughs> You know, it just didn't make sense. It's like a bad dream. You just keep having it, man. Yeah. You know, and like the first three episodes were so good. I got everything I wanted. All the, you know, everyone's back and everyone's having a good time. And oh, it's yeah. what you wanted. And then they're just like, oh, yo, wait, Scott! And like, they just decide to fucking ruin everything. I don't know. That's my thought. It's just like, we talked about it, but damn, man. Yeah. No, I'm with you, man. I, I, I'm 100% with you. And I know, like I said, you have these conversations the you know the directors they were they had one foot out the fucking door the whole time once they landed star wars and they got endgame that you know it popped off obviously you know endgame was the, one of the biggest movies to ever come out with in terms of ticket sales and money and revenue fucking they had one foot out the door they were like they they said screw this last episode of game of thrones we're gonna take the money and run like and they and they just shit the bed you know they could have i don't i don't understand why like for shows like this why they would not just extend the season. If you know that you need more time, you need more episodes, fucking make it two seasons then. Or make, or, you know, do a full season. They did what? Nine, eight episodes? And usually it's like a 10 episode season. 
yeah, it was yeah. six episodes, but I have to give them credit. They were all, a lot of the episodes were like, like come on. they were like eighty minutes though. They were like 80, 90 minutes an episode. I understand that you're right, yeah. but like, dude, they were they were just missing and missing and missing. And probably yo the 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 big one of the biggest episodes of the season was gonna be you know John versus the Night King Battle of Winterfell. Oh, you couldn't God. see shit the whole episode. It was dark. You kept turning your fucking brightness up on your TV and did nothing. It's True. like, let's just shoot the entire thing in the dark and let nobody see dick. Like, it's just, it, I could not get over that episode. Ending yeah. with dick. Arya Stark with the drop stab was epic. Can't get yeah, yeah. on that. But you couldn't see 90% of the fucking episode. Like, what the fuck is that? And. And I agree with you on that. I think Arya killing the Night King, at first I didn't understand it, but now looking back, I'm like, oh, that was pretty cool that she killed him. Like, that was great. It was, it was a baller. Yeah, it was baller. It was a huge flex. But not getting that, like, you wanted that sword fight between Jon and the Night King. Whether Jon on -on killed him or not, you wanted that. Everyone, and they've been alluding to it. They have been, you know, huge enemies for quite some time. Jon is the reason they got everyone together to fight the Night King, you know? And... Uh, it just took away from it, but you know some characters I do think got the uh, got the right ending in my opinion. I uh, I really liked Jorah's ending. Uh, I thought they did a great job with him. You know, Jorah came back around. He really fulfilled his you know I guess destiny in a sense of protecting Daenerys, which was awesome. You know, like he had a good ending. I think also Theon Greyjoy had a great ending. You know, awesome like redemption character type of thing. And one thing I'm one thing I did like, I was a fan of Sansa becoming the Queen of the North. I thought that was deserved too. You know, there's things I liked about it, but here's another character that I thought turned around and then it kinda got a little weird in the end. But Jamie, his ending, going all the way back to King's Landing in the end, what was with that? Yeah, man. I was really hoping Jamie was gonna like kill Cersei. Not like snicker out the fucking back door and get crumbled by rocks. I wanted him to just straight up, you know, shoot it with a fucking crossbow or some shit. Like Tyrion, you know, just fucking shot his own dad. Like, I, I wanted something epic. Same thing with Jon. I wanted the one-on-one sword fight. Like, that's what we wanted. And everything we wanted, we did not get the whole fucking season. Like, I think they were, I think the directors were just trying to be too cute with it. They were trying to be too clever, and they ended up just burning themselves on this shit. I don't know, man. What do you think, Lav? I think uh, season eight will go down as the biggest blue ball in the history of television. Amen. <clears throat> um, I just feel like everything we expected to happen didn't happen. And maybe that's because the directors wanted a, a different story, a different narrative for the show. I, I don't know. I'm not really like too critical about it. Cause I just feel like there's so many loose ends and it was such a long show. And there's so many different characters that it's kind of impossible to put it all together and make sense. Um, I, with that being said, I have not seen it since it came out. I have not watched a single episode since, which is kind of bad. Um, but yeah, I just feel like it's the biggest blue ball in history. I just feel like nothing we wanted to happen happened. And I mean, but I guess really my question is like, have you ever seen such an anticipation for a single season of a show? I mean, we were like six months out and we just couldn't wait to see season eight, you know, like it was Every week you were like, another week, another week closer. Oh, here we go. And remember, we like all got together like a Super Bowl party at, at Echo's house to watch. Yeah. I mean, hey, man, I, me and my awesome, brother, man. We, were, we were rolling Game of Thrones viewing shows, viewing parties since 
the early days since season oh, like five, four. You know, he was doing it way before me before I got into Game of Thrones. But I think I hopped on the on the boat around like season four. And dude, he was like, like you said, it's like the Super Bowl every fucking weekend. You're like, here we go, baby, another episode. Like, let's get after it. And yeah, man, I I I don't think there's like you said, there's been another television show that has had the hype. You know, there's the the following like every they were hitting on all marks like it, it honestly will go down even though the last season was shit one of the greatest television shows to ever be on tv right now as of right now absolutely, Not without absolutely. it's just every, every, they had it all man they had it all it, it was incredible absolutely incredible yeah I, I totally agree with that and uh you know it is what it is uh you know, I just thought I just hated what they did with uh with John and stuff, you know, but whatever, you know, still a great TV show. I won't deny that at all. So that's at least one thing we got that was good out of it. King of the North. Uh, yeah, King of the King North. So uh yeah. but, you know, I'm gonna I'm gonna bury my I'm gonna bury my feelings on that. So uh I'm thinking the next thing we're gonna jump into is our three guys pick 'em. So uh as you guys know and the other guys mentioned. We are doing uh, three guys plus you that you'd like to rob a bank with. So, you know, I thought hard and deep about this. So every good bank robbery, you know, you need a couple things. You need your smooth talker. You know, you, you need your guy who's going to get you through that. You need a good driver. That's another big one. But then you also need your muscle. So I tried to take that all into consideration. So when I was picking, I thought to myself, all right, who's going to be my driver? You know, who's going to be my guy that's going to, you know, get us out of the place. So I went with Will Ferrell. And the only reason I went with Will Ferrell <laughs> is I'm thinking Ricky Bobby, you know, to me, I'm like, oh, that's great. I'm going to be laughing my ass off. I'm, you know, he has to have like some driving skills from that movie, just a little bit. I mean, he was driving like a boss, whether, you know, maybe that was an actor, but you know what, for the comedic aspect of having Will Ferrell there, I'm like, I got to do it. That has I to be fast. Oh, yeah. He wants to go fast. <laughs> so then, you know, I was thinking to myself, all right, who's going to be our guy that's going to, like, go into the bank, you know, really smooth talk it, like, look out, you know, figure out what the flaws are. So then I'm going with George Clooney. Now, I'm going with George Clooney because if you've ever seen the Ocean movies, that motherfucker is the brains behind all of that shit. So I, I, thought, I thought he's just a great one. And then my muscle. Because, you know, you need, you need the muscle. I went with the mountain. Just in case things go wrong, you know, he's going to get me out of everything that, you know, could potentially be an issue. So I was like, all right, let's go with that big man. And, uh, you know, that would be my squad. I feel pretty confident about them, too. That's a good squad. Um, I like that. You have a, a lot of different personalities there. You have a lot of brawn, a lot of wits, funny I think you guys could uh, could rob a couple of thousand dollars, I'd say. <laughs> Hold up a few McDonald's. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, I honestly, James, I, I forgot that we could pick celebrities, so I just kind of picked uh, some of the guys in our friend group. <laughs> <laughs> so, I don't know if this you guys want to hear mine. Like, I got – I'm pretty proud of it, though. So, here, here we go. Um, the first guy in our friend group that I want is Bond. I feel like Bond, one, Bond never loses an argument. It's always like, it's just not his fault. So like robbing a bank, he's not getting out of there unless he's dead or with 20K in his pocket. You know, like Bond is, Bond is getting the job done one way or another, you know? 
So my three guys, I got Bond, I got Paul, and I got Corwin. That's my three and me. And my, my plan is that Paul's going to walk in. He's immediately going to withdraw $30,000. He's going to walk outside. <laughs> Next. On the table. Yeah. There you go. Yeah. 30K, he walks out. Um, Bond walks in, and he's going to immediately fake a seizure. It is at this time that Paul is paying off somebody in a car outside. Here's 30K. Give me your car. Get the hell out of here. While Bond <laughs> is having a seizure inside. I'm kind of just in the corner with my lollipop. And that is the point where it all takes a turn. That's when Corwin is going to jump over the teller, choke him out, um, get access to the safe. Um, it's, it's Corwin. I mean, he's a really nice guy. You wouldn't expect him to jump over uh, a teller booth and choke someone out. So everybody's caught up by surprise. People are helping Bond. Paul's trying to get this car. I'm just chilling. Corwin gets the money. Bond's like suddenly, suddenly good. We all walk out with 30, 30K plus. That's that's my that's my trio. That's incredible. That's incredible. I would I would I that is a great take. I would have never even thought to go that direction. Holy shit! All right, man. Well, my four guys. I once again, I got a I got a pretty interesting mix of people on this one. So, like James said, you need a guy who's gonna be your smooth talker. He's gonna get you in. He's gonna you know slowly you know get you guys ready to rob this bank. And for that guy, I chose the one, the only Dave Chappelle. Because Dave Chappelle walks in a room and he does whatever the fuck he wants and nobody questions him because he's Dave Chappelle. He's like, I'm Dave Chappelle, bitch. I'm going to smoke a cigarette. Like, he does whatever the fuck he wants. Yeah, yeah. And then uh, my next one is going to be Jackie Chan because you need a, a young Jackie Chan. Though. You, need a, you need a limber, lean, mean fighting machine in case you got to take some guards out. You got to do anything along those lines. And plus, I mean, every rush hour, he's just the GOAT. You don't have to worry about nothing. Um, for my driver, I don't know if you guys have ever seen the movie called Baby Driver. This dude is awesome. He's like 17. Okay. He's got, I see that. He's I got see incredible you. music playing in his ears all the time. And the dude can fucking just whip a car. Nobody's catching him. He's the GOAT. And then finally, my last guy would be Chris Kyle, former marine from american sniper the movie oh. if things get hot and heavy chris kyle is gonna do some fucking damage <laughs> can't go wrong man he can, he can neutralize anybody the legend r.i.p chris kyle i like, I like those. it yeah i like i like everyone's i don't know i, I really i really don't know who'd be the most successful in that point <laughs> yeah. i do i want to go with lafay i want to give him the uh, the edge with bond I do agree with that. <laughs> For argument's sakes. <laughs> For argument's Bond, sake. Bond is just not losing. All right, guys. Let's hop into our main centerpiece of the day. Like we said earlier, today was my – this week actually was my pick. And I had to pick something that's been, you know, really, really big on social media right now. It's, it's, the, it's a very hot topic among sports figures and people who are big sports fans. Uh, the legend, Iron Mike Tyson, making a comeback. Uh, dude, I mean, just, just for a little, little history lesson here, Iron Mike, youngest heavyweight champion ever at 20 years old, beat Trevor Burbick, and it just literally sprung him into a career to become known as one of the greatest heavyweights of all time. Um, but with that being said, it's not a matter of 
how hard you can throw, a lot of it also comes down to Mike Tyson and his mindset and his, you know, his approach to the ring, which is fucking in, insane to think about. So I have a little clip here, actually, I want to play for you guys. It's Mike Tyson talking about, you know, his preparation before he gets into the ring and everything he does to get himself ready for a fight. Guys, of his pure brute strength and determination, most guys were yet, um, pretty much intimidated. They lost the fight before they even got hit, most guys. I knew, I knew the um, artist of Duggery. These guys, I knew how to beat these guys psychologically before I even got in the ring with them. As soon as I come into the ring, as soon as I come into the ring, I'm gloved. No, stop it. That's not true. While I'm in the dressing room, five minutes before I come out, my gloves are laced up. I'm breaking my gloves down. I'm, bro I'm pushing the lever at the back of my gloves. I'm breaking the middle of the gloves for my knuckle to pierce through the leather. I feel my knuckle piercing against the tight leather gloves on the Everlast boxing glove. When I come out, I have supreme confidence, but I'm scared to death. I'm totally afraid. I'm afraid of everything. I'm afraid of losing. I'm afraid of being humiliated, but I'm totally confident. The closer I get to the ring, the more confidence I get. The closer, the more confidence I get. The closer, the more confidence I get. All during my training, I've been afraid of this man. I thought this man might be capable of beating me. I've dreamed of him beating me, but that won't, but I always stayed afraid of him. But as close as I get to the ring, I'm more confident. Once I'm in the ring, I'm a god. No one could beat me. I walk around the ring, but I never, I never take my eyes off my opponent. I keep my eyes on him, even if he's ready and pumping. He can't wait to get his hands on me as well. I keep my eyes on him. I keep my eyes on him. I keep my eyes on him. Then once I see a chink in his arm, boom, and one of his eyes may move, and then I know I have him. Then when he comes to the center of the ring, he still looks at me with his piercing look, and as if he's not afraid, but he already made that mistake when he when he looked down for that one-tenth of a second, I know I had him. He'll fight hard for the first two or three rounds, but I know I already broke his spirit. During the fight, I'm supremely confident. I'm moving my head, he's throwing punches. I'm making a miss and I'm countering. I'm hitting him to the body, I'm punching him real hard. And I'm punching him, when I'm punching him, I know he's not able to take my punches. One, two, three punches, I'm throwing him punches and bunches. He goes down, he's out. I'm victorious. Mike Tyson, greatest fighter that ever lived. So, what'd you guys think of that clip? Pretty fucking wild, right? Dude, I, I think Mike Tyson is just out of his mind. I mean, he's I mean he's a phenomenal athlete, but just his like you said, going back to the mindset, and he talks about the intimidation factor, and he just doesn't break eye contact with the guy in the ring at all. He's staring them down the entire time. I mean. He almost, he goes in saying, I'm going to win. I mean, with that type of mindset, you can't go wrong, you know? Yeah, not even just that. I mean, he walks into the ring. Like, dude, you, you saw, like, the, you guys see the, um, the fight between uh, Deontay Wilder and Tyson Fury and all the showmanship and all that shit they were doing? Yeah, right, right. Like, fucking Fury walks in with, on, on, a, on a giant uh, like king's throne getting held up by guys. Fucking yeah. Wilder walks in wearing, like, 60 pounds of armor with the fuck he's wearing. Mike Tyson walks into the ring with nothing but a, a towel with a hole cut in the top, looking like a fucking gladiator, like prepared <laughs> to go to war. And it, dude, the guy between the ears, even though he's a little bit of a psycho outside of the ring, inside of the ring, locked in the whole time. Just absolutely. Just a phenomenal fighter. Yeah. yeah. And at a different time, like you said, like compared to like, he would just go in and he really, it wasn't like his, his, I guess, like 
hype and like he would just come in he didn't have to come in with all that hype he could just come in simply as mike tyson because he is mike tyson everyone knows what he could do you know what i mean he will he will knock you the fuck out <laughs> you know everyone's got a plan until they get hit yeah yeah straight up like that's how it is you know and like I, even just going back to like where he's like i want to feel my knuckles outside my gloves i'm just like damn yeah oh man i don't i would die He's he's on another level, honestly. Like, I can't relate to anything he's saying because I've never been through what he's been through, and I don't think <laughs> I want to go through what he's been through. But I know one thing: when it's when it's time to fight, when it's fight night, Mike Tyson is going to be locked in. Oh, absolutely! I mean, shout out to uh, what's it called, the Hangover? Alan getting fucking punched in the face, man! Imagine that shit. <laughs> he had a great you know, cameo in Mike that. Tyson. Oh my god. You know, he makes like a lot of great cameos too. Like not only is yeah. he a legendary boxer and he's done almost everything you can do as a boxer and as an athlete, but like he kind of understands like, you know, where he stands outside of the ring and he's he's funny. Like he's funny in movies, like Hangover yeah. is funny. He's funny yeah. with that little lisp, you know, that little face tattoo. He's just him. He's just a now, genuine Keith. person and then <laughs> He's a millionaire, you know, yeah. famous fighter. You know, you, you don't want to mess with him. No. And, yeah, I, I love him. I love every part about him. He's an entertaining public figure with just a lot of, like, he just lived life. He has a lot of great takes. I'm a fan of him. And, yeah. you know, even, even making him relevant today, and Nick was mentioning on social media, he is looking phenomenal. Mean. He's in great shape. Oh, mean. I mean, I saw a video of the guy and I felt bad for uh, his friend that he was training with because yeah, I would be training myself. Yeah. Oh my God. Dude, he was getting fucking rocked, the trainer. Rocked. Rocked. Like, dude, Mike is 53 right now, looking like an absolute stud. Like, the guy is insane. And, like, his hands, the way he's moving, the way his footwork is going, the guy, is, he looks phenomenal. And, like, the craziest part of it all is, He's talking about coming back. He wants to do a charity, like a couple of charity fights, like three or four round fights, which is basically the most, most Tyson fights would last with three rounds. He knocked that guy yeah. the fuck out. And he wants to go, you know, the crazy part, he wants to go against Evander Holyfield again, who's like 60. The only guy to beat him twice in a row. And obviously the second fight, he bit his fucking ear off. Like that's wild to think those two are going to go at it in their 50s and 60s. Like it's nuts. You think he bites his other ear off? <laughs> I'm that just saying legendary. <laughs> I, I, I don't know I just I would love to see that I mean I, you know what you say you love to see that but it, it's at the point where their fights were vicious when they were young and yeah. I don't know if you want to see like two older men get in the ring and like dude that could get bad real quick I mean it's a charity fight so like I obviously I, I'm not a huge boxing guy like I don't really know yeah. the rules and the ins and outs of like, a charity fight like are they just sparring are they going to try to knock each other the fuck out? But it's Mike Tyson. Like, dude, we, being being 90s kids, like, you know, being young bucks, we missed the glory days of boxing. We missed all those Tyson fights. We missed, you know, Marvin Hagler fighting the 70s. Like, we, we missed a lot of good shit because boxing is just not what it used to be anymore. Now it's on pay-per-view. It used to be on cable. It's, you know, it's, it's, it's not the same. And, you know, unfortunately, it's, it's like a dying sport. And, you know, it's slowly falling to the wayside. Um, but I think this is a chance. Maybe maybe boxing can make a comeback with Iron Mike. I don't know. What do you guys think? 
Yeah, I think it definitely can, honestly. I mean, you know, yeah. it depends It depends how they set up the fight. Like, like you said, I mean, I guess if it's going to be a charity-type fight and, you know, they're going to kind of take it easy, I'm not sure how that would be, but I feel like they wouldn't take it easy. I think they would go full Mike speed Tyson. ahead. Yeah, I don't, I don't, I don't foresee him slowing. <laughs> no, I don't foresee him slowing down whatsoever. I, I, I just don't understand what is driving him to want to get in the ring after having such a great career. But, you know, I, I mean... He, I did a little research, and I mean, and he was saying that, you know, something about how somebody inspired him to get his ego back, to get his swagger back. And he was crazy, you know, and what really inspired me for this whole, you know, centerpiece was that, you know, on ESPN, they ran a marathon of what they literally called like classic fights. It was like three Mike Tyson fights in a row, followed by three Ali fights in a row, you know, a few Oscar De La Hoya fights. And like, you know, I'm sitting there on a Tuesday drinking scotch with my uncle, just getting a little weird drinking some fucking alcohol, getting after it. And <laughs> we're watching fight after fight. We, we sat there for like four hours watching fights. And it, dude, it was an absolute electric factory. My uncle just looking at me, he's like, dude, you should have saw this shit live. Like everything oh, yeah. stopped. Everyone's like, oh, Tyson's on. Can't do it. Can't, can't work today. Can't do nothing. I gotta watch this fight. And three rounds, it's fucking over. It's fucking over. He's an animal. Like he, he oh, literally- yeah. It's his world. We're just living in it. Like, he's going to do whatever the hell he wants to do. He got a face tattoo before face tattoos were even cool. Like, yeah. 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 There's no Post Malone without Mike Tyson. Like, that's, <laughs> the impact. that's the impact the guy has on the world. And, like, he's an animal. He bit a guy's ear off on national yeah. television. Like, you know, and now he's, like, retired from boxing. And, like, he's big into weed, apparently. And, like, I don't blame him because he's gotten his head knocked in, like, 30 yeah. years and I don't know if you guys saw it but like he had an interview with Dan Levitard of ESPN yeah and he was talking about Levitard he was talking with Levitard about his experiences with drugs and stuff and he's he's been taking a lot of drugs like he oh he, yeah <laughs> he you have that. to <laughs> you gotta yeah I mean you know your, your face is getting pounded in for 30 years the pain <laughs> But he was, he was talking about this drug called DMT. You guys ever hear about that? Oh, yeah. I watch a lot of Joe Rogan, so I know plenty about DMT. <laughs> there you go. Yeah, Joe about. Rogan is taking it too. And it's this very powerful drug that makes you almost go like unconscious and, like, uh, and hallucinate for maybe like 15, 20 minutes. But they say the experience lasts 15 minutes, but they say it feels like five years because so much is going on in your mind. You yeah. see like elf people. You, you're, you're transported to like another dimension and just him talking with Dan Levitard about this experience, you know, oh. like his little light list. Yeah. It's just like, man, like, I don't know if I believe in God. Like it was great. <laughs> <laughs> well, yo, it's the most powerful hallucinogenic out there right now. And it's just, it's, you know, I can't, I, I would never ever take that because it just sounds like, like you said, it feels like five years. It feels like it's yeah. never going to end. Meanwhile, it's 20 minutes of your fucking life. Like it's insane. And, you know, to piggyback off that, you know, about Mike Tyson just getting into crazy shit. You guys know Mike Tyson has his own cartoon no. called Mike Tyson Adventures? I have no what? clue. Wait, what? Imagine Scooby-Doo with Mike Tyson. Oh, my God. <laughs> Yo, I watched a few clips one day and I was bored as shit, you know, looking into stuff for this. Oh, my God. It is insane. It is absolutely that. insane. Like, it's, it's Mike Tyson, but Scooby-Doo. It makes no sense at all. <laughs> Yeah, you know, it's one of my favorite, like, not favorite Mike Tyson things, but something that just, like, completely blows my mind is he said he is disappointed that he never got to kill somebody in the ring. That just, like, goes <laughs> to show, like, 
Like, I don't know whether that's true or not, but I've seen that like yeah. online, like in a couple articles in the past. And I've, I've seen it everywhere for a while now. And I always wonder if that's true, but what the fuck? Yo, How? it's I, like, yo, it's wild. Cause like, you know, I, you know, you listen to that, that, that clip we played and, and, and now that I've watched a bunch of his fights, like you see the intimidation when he walks into the ring, he's walking in with just a fucking towel on. You said it yourself. He doesn't break eye contact with the guy. He, and he goes, as soon as he breaks eye contact, I got him. I know I fucking have him. And he, yeah. he's like, I'm going to win this fight. I'm not scared at all. I got a supreme, supreme confidence that I'm going to win this fight. And, you know, a prime fight that I watched during this, this, you know, marathon was Mike Tyson versus this guy, Michael Spinks. And so that little backstory is Michael Spinks was a gold medal boxer in the middleweight division. And he went all the way up to heavyweight to fight Tyson. And everybody knew this guy is fucked when he walked in the ring. Because Mike's walking in, you know, 5'10", 225, like, looking mean. And this little skinny bitch walks in the ring, and he's like, oh, shit, I'm fucked. And you could see the look on his face when Mike walks in, and he's, like, you know, coming out of the tunnel. He's like, I'm going to fucking die. Like, it's over. And he ended up getting knocked out, like, 30 seconds into the first round. Mike Tyson just fucking annihilated him it was the it intimidation was aspect you yeah know? man you have that's to the thing to... that's that's his that's his game is that he intimidates the shit out of everybody as soon as he walks in the ring it's fucking yeah. nuts How we'll never see fight? that again we'll not ne- like that'll never happen again there'll never be a fighter who's got the aura of mike tyson knowing like i might die if i get in this ring today <laughs> and i think he was fine like granted i don't know i don't know if anyone knows maybe maybe he's talked about it, but i, I feel like his mentality was he was fine with whatever happened that day. He was going in every day. Like he just didn't feel like this was whatever happens. He's content with that. Yeah. <laughs> you know, it's, it's wild. Man. And the thing is, like I said, he's going to fight again, possibly. I mean, like I said, if you haven't watched the clips, people go to Mike Tyson's Instagram page and just watch this last three or four posts. And I kid you not, you're going to want to run through a wall. It is insane. You just see this man move. You see him throwing the punches. You feel bad for the fucking trainer. The trainer is just getting his shit rocked. It's absolutely awesome. You know, what's kind of nuts about Mike Tyson, too, is, like, you watch an interview of him. He seems like a really nice guy. Like, just, like, yeah. a really, like, genuine, like, soft kind of, like, he's always kind of, like, smirking, smiling about something, you know. And it's just, like, it's crazy that he can kind of yeah. like flip that switch. I'll walk in the ring. I'll beat the fuck out of this guy. And then, like, you know, 10 minutes later, he's on an interview. It's like, oh, how, how'd you laugh? How'd you, like, yeah, it's, it's, just, it's the fighter's mindset, man. It's, 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 you know, it's, it's unparalleled, the fighter's mindset. I mean, you know, I, I would say the closest thing that you, you, like, you know, one of us, if you're never going to box, it's, you know, any man can experience is, you know, going to wrestling. Wrestling is the same mindset. You walk in, it's, it's me against you, man. I, one of us is walking out a winner. One of us is walking out a loser. There's no fucking time. Like let's like, it's 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 a it's a warrior sport, man. The guys are fucking warriors. I don't know. What do you think, Laugh? I agree. Uh, I think it was a great centerpiece topic because there's so many different levels to Mike Tyson. I wish we had a little longer than the time we did um, talk about him because I mean, even his whole backstory, like you know, the future of Mike Tyson with the weed company and you know all the stuff he's done with pop culture and throughout the years. I mean, it is a rabbit hole. Of of my yeah. recent research, if you want the want we can to go for that. days, man. So, yeah, um, is I guess that's it for for Mike Tyson. Um, we only got a couple minutes left. Uh, 
I wanted to try this thing. I don't know if you guys will let me, so I'll kind of run it by you live. On it. <laughs> um, it's my failed stand-up bit of the week. It's a couple minutes. It's about the guys who came and installed the lights in my house. I want I'm, in. I'm in. I, uh, yeah, yeah. I'm with it. All right, I'll, I'll try to keep it short. Um, so there's two guys that come. Not three guys. There's two guys that come. <laughs> there's two guys that come. They want to put in new lights. We already have lights in our living room, but the landlord wants to put new lights in. So there's there's two guys. One guy's named Vito. That's his, I don't know if that's his actual name, but I'm going to call him Vito. Um, he's this Polish guy. It seems like he was in the military at one age, but he doesn't stop talking. Like he will just chew your ear off. And the other guy that comes in, it's his first job ever, apparently. Oh, God. Middle-aged, like Middle Eastern man. And they're, uh, they're installing the lights. And the Middle Eastern guy is fucking up big time. He doesn't know what he's doing. And he's like ripping a hole in our wall, like trying <gasps> to install these lights. And Vito is eating him alive. Oh, jeez. What the fuck are you doing? You fucking idiots. What is this, your first job? Oh, so <laughs> the job is supposed to take two days. It takes four and a half. Hate on, that. on the last day, Vito, Polish guy, um, in, in order to kind of just like keep everything like, you know, kind of easy and like just trying to make the day fly faster, he decides he's going to talk to the Middle Eastern guy um, about a couple of impressions that he does. So this is Vito, the 45-year-old Polish guy. He said, oh, have you ever heard the story about Gandhi? And the Middle Eastern guy's like, yeah, I, I know Gandhi. Oh, well, you know, like, you know, like Rosa Parks, you know, like you ever heard of her? Oh, yeah, I think I've, like, oh, well, Rosa Parks is like, I'm not getting out of my seat. I'm not doing that. And it's basically, it was just like a history lesson of like really broken English. That <laughs> and I was kind of like a fly on the wall listening to it the whole time. So he impersonates Rosa Parks, Gandhi, and they're just telling stories while he's working. And they low-key both hated each other. And it was very <laughs> awkward. And you're sitting there like, what the fuck is going how, on in my house right now? <laughs> how many idiots does it take to put in a light bulb? Like, literally. And, and idiots who try to impersonate Rosa Parks for no reason whatsoever. So, Yo, that's wild. Stand -up. Can't make that up. Yes. Yeah. Failed stand-up bit of the week right there. All right. Are we missing it. anything? What, what else we got to do? No, I think that's it I think for that's us. it, man. I think it's time. I think we're going to wrap it up. Yeah, man. Yeah. Of course. Well. Everyone, this was a this was a good podcast. That'll do, Donkey, for the episode uh, three of the Three Guys podcast. So uh, be sure, everyone, to check out our latest episodes on Spotify. We just got that set up, and uh, you know, for uh, me, Raleigh, and Lafay, this is our uh, us signing off, and we'll see you guys next time. Much love. Check it.